Welcome back to Building Billions. I'm coming at you on a Sunday morning. It is 1047. I'm at the office. I've been at the office for the last two hours. And I want to share with you what I've been up to since being here. I was presenting. Shocker. We had a interactive business summit this weekend. And I have one fast takeaway of what I learned from being a part of this summit. And then also I'm going to give you a little little sneak preview into what I taught this morning because it's super relevant and has been a game changer in my own life for identifying friends. So first thing that I learned, takeaways from Mr. Grant Cardone himself, you don't get ready, you stay ready. He said this and I was like, that is so good. Don't get ready. There's no preparation and like, oh, I'm just getting ready. If you have the mindset that you're going to do big things, you're going to create amazingness in your life, stay fucking ready. How are you ready right now? How are you prepared and just like able to conquer whatever life throws your way? And I really believe that's a mindset. I believe that it's a way of approaching life instead of always thinking or feeling like you're on your heels where I find most people really struggle is that's just how they operate. They just assume that they have to prepare and they have to spend all this time doing stuff. And I am a huge proponent of preparing and getting myself ready. But the mentality of playing the game that we're playing is you stay freaking ready. How are you staying ready in your business right now? How are you staying ready for your best team member getting sick? How are you staying ready for your biggest customer deciding to do business somewhere else or them going out of business, that staying ready applies to every little granular thing that you do every day. And if you believe that you're a person who stays ready, then you're going to be ready for those moments and opportunities that slap you in the face. If you think of yourself as always being on your heels and, oh, I have to prepare, you're not going to be ready. And it's just a mindset shift. So I wrote that down for myself. It's now a new sticky note on my desk. Stay freaking ready. Don't get ready. Stay ready. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I'm the type of person that stays ready. I like hype myself up. Do you hype yourself up too? Am I the only one that's like, yeah, Natalie, stay freaking ready. I hope not. I don't think you'd be a listener of this podcast if you aren't the type of person who thinks like I do. So with that, that was what I learned. What I taught was how to pick great people in your life. How do you pick great people in your life? And there's another awesome Grant quote that says, if you can't pick great friends, you'll never be able to hire great people. Mm. I used to have just not so great friends. I really did. I didn't have people in my life who were pushing me and supporting me and rooting for me and like really expecting and demanding greatness out of me. I had friends who were happy to spend time with me and, you know, I think sometimes it's not totally fair. I I have like one or two people in my life who have been fantastic all the way through, but they also weren't people who were saying you should be doing more with your life and really acting as a coach. And now I have friends who do both, which is really cool and something that uh, I look for and appreciate and respect. But if you can't pick great friends, you'll never be able to hire great people. The first step is looking at your existing surroundings and and really honestly saying, who are my friends? 
are they assets to me or are they liabilities to me? This is the work, this is the little worksheet that we did today. Listing out top five friends, listing out five family members, listing out five team members. Are they assets or are they liabilities? And how would you know if they're an asset or a liability? This is where my core values come into place. My core values dictate if these, if these people are on the same path as me and they believe the same thing as me. Are they inspirational? Are they accountable? Are they aligned? Are they disciplined? Are they transparent? Are they results oriented? All of them. My core values for how I am are the lens that I use for assessing the people in my life. So if they aren't inspirational, why am I making excuses for the fact that I have people in my life that just aren't inspiring? How am I supposed to be inspired and stay inspired if the people in my life aren't inspirational? It's going to be hard. I'm going to have moments of like, yeah, I'm on top of the world. I can do this. I believe in myself. And then I look at my environment and, and the people aren't inspirational. It's, it's going to be hard for me to maintain that. It would be easier for me to maintain that with an environment of inspirational people. That's why your friends matter. Your team members matter. It's going to be so difficult to get to where you want to go if these people aren't doing the same things you are, aren't pushing themselves the same way you are. And so if I were you, I'd take a look and create the same list I asked the attendees to create. List my people. Fred, Joe, Bob, Sally, Susan. How many was that? Fred, Joe, Bob, Sally, Susan. That was five. Okay. And then I'm going to go across all my six core values. Is Fred inspirational? Mm, does Fred drink too much? Does Fred want me to go out with him late night? Is Fred accountable? Does he actually take accountability for his environment or does he just blame everybody else for his problems? He blames his boss. He blames his upbringing. He blames the economy. He blames the government. If that's the type of person Fred is, he's not accountable. Fred's out. Is Fred aligned? Is he aligned with the people in his life and the ideas that I have about where I'm trying to go? Like, are we going down the same path? Does Fred see him in my life when I'm the person that I want to be? Are we actually aligned on where we're going? If we're not aligned on where we're going and Fred's part of my past life, but he's really not on board for this future thing I got going on, Fred, Fred's out on the core values. Disciplined. Does Fred do the things he says he's going to do? Does he do the things he says he's going to do? If he is going to meet me for a walk, does he meet me for a walk? If he says we're going to hang on Saturday, does he actually show up or does he bail on me? In his own life, is his discipline in? Is he in great shape? Is he making good money? Does he have people that are positive around him or is he kind of a loser and not really taking care of himself? If he's not disciplined in the areas of his life that are important to him, he's, he's a liability to me because when I spend time with him, he's influencing me. He is affecting me. Why would I spend time with Fred if I could spend time with Joe who would positively influence me and help me get to where I want to go? The question then becomes, how serious am I about playing with fire on whether or not I'm, I'm going to get to where I want to go? How many people in my life am I going to allow myself to play with fire with who do not meet my core values, but that I still am willing to hang out with? 
Because if I'm not where I want to be, I there's a potential, I think we can agree, there's a potential that I might never freaking get there. So all of these interactions, all of these people that we pull into our lives, they are either helping and assisting us and supporting us, or they're detracting from our ability to actually get to where we want to go, every interaction. And so the more people you have in your life that are taking you a different path and don't align with where you want to go, you're reducing your chances of actually getting to where you want to go. You're reducing the chances of actually getting to where you want to go. So how badly do you want to get there? If you say you want to get there and yet you're still hanging out with Fred and you can't make sense of how to separate yourself from Fred, it's probably going to be an issue. You, you might never get there. Okay. Then you weren't really serious about your goals and you're fine being a statistic. That's cool. That's cool for you. I'm not hanging out with you. Joe isn't hanging out with you. Other successful people that you want to be like aren't hanging out with you because you become a liability if the people in your life are liabilities and you can't handle the liabilities in your life. See how this all connects? Transparent. How transparent is Fred? Is he the person he says he is? Does he shoot you straight, give you direct feedback? Does he talk shit? about other people to you, but then doesn't tell those pr- same people when they're in the room with you the same thing to their face. If he's talking shit to you about other people, he is talking shit about you to other people because Fred's just that kind of person. And then lastly, results-oriented. What are Fred's stats? Is Fred married? Is Fred in a thriving relationship that's monogamous? Does Fred have kids that are doing well? Does Fred make money? Like, what do you want in your life? Do you want to have a thriving relationship and have your kids do well and make money and grow a business and lead a team and do all these great things, give to charity? Well, if you want to do those things, you probably should start looking at the people in your life and ask, are they doing those things? Because if they're not, what are we doing hanging out with them? What are we doing? We're just decreasing our chances of actually getting to where we want to go, plain and simply. So I'm going to run through my checklist. This is a cool checklist. You could think about this with the friends, the, the family members, the loved ones, the friends in your life. And you can also use this checklist for your team. This is a cool checklist to use more informal. We have a very specific interview process that I go through in my book, Teamwork. You could get a copy of Teamwork if you haven't already at cardometers.com forward slash teamwork. I go through an, an extensive step-by-step interview process, but this checklist I use is just like these little filters through my head, these little things that I'm just like picking up on the, the, what some people might think of as intuitive, but it's really not. It's just understanding what I'm looking for and having kind of a framework for doing it. So this is the checklist for anybody. Are they struggling or are they prospering? Are they struggling or are they prospering? I had a badass businesswoman talk to me not that long ago about this COO that she had hired. And I asked her, after she had hired him, I knew the guy ahead of time, never thought very much of him, was not, would never put this person in a COO role. Just in the few interactions, I hadn't spent a ton of time with him, but I had a handful of social, like 
cocktail hours with him, business events. I was like, oh, this guy, like there's some red flags for me here. She hired him as COO. And by the time she and I were talking, it was really not working out. And I said, well, what made you think that he was going to be a good fit? She was like, well, you know, he was just kind of struggling. He was down and out in life. And he's had this previous experience before and he did big things for these other businesses, AKA he wrote that on a resume. But I think if you really dug into his true impact in those places, it, it, it was overstated in the resume. She's like, and you know, he was just kind of down and out. And I knew that in my environment, I could help him. And I looked at her and was like, your environment isn't to help him. Your environment is for him to help you. He is supposed to be additive as a COO of your company. He is supposed to be additive to your environment because you are trying to grow. And it made me realize that sometimes business owners make this mistake where you hire the person because you think that you can help them. You think that you can be their therapist and that you can get them back on their feet. And it's like charity work at that point. That's not what you're looking for when you're hiring people. You are looking for people who are already on top of their freaking game and want to take their game to the next level and can add things to your business in the process. Those are the only people we're hiring. We are not hiring people on the down and out. No, that's like what you're tainting your whole environment, your whole team who are top performers by subjecting them to somebody who might never stop being down and out. They could forever be down and out. And now they're stuck in my environment. Absolutely not. I can't do that to my team. I don't want to do that to myself. That's not my job as a leader of our organization. My job is to find great people and put those great people in. If somebody sprained their ankle, do you think that the NBA is still drafting them, hoping that they get better? No, they're, they're hiring the person that's in tip freaking top shape. So are they struggling or are they prospering in life? Are they struggling or are they prospering? If they're prospering, game on, let's go. I want people in my life who are prospering. I want people in my life who are successful. If they're struggling, okay, great. That's unfortunate. They can get help in so many ways and I can point them to resources and places to go to get help, but that is not my job as a business owner. It's also not my job as a friend to bring in new people who are struggling no, I want winners and I want to learn from winners and I don't have any time for anybody else so that one day I can do more and be able to help more people who are struggling, but not have them actually infect me in the process. Number two, are they comfortable or are they ambitious? Where are they spending their time? What are they looking for? Are they looking for comfort or are they looking to actually create something spectacular? Are they looking to just chill take time off, hang out, or are they looking and hungry and desiring to play a bigger game in life? If they're ambitious, all in. If they're comfortable and they're looking for more comfortable comfort, you know, you could probably have a spot on our team, but it's not a spot close to me. I had somebody in an interview recently say to me, Natalie, I want to be the person that you call when you're stressed out at 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning. It's like, hell yeah. I want you to want to be that person for me. Those are the type of people I'm looking for. I'm not looking for people who are like, oh, I'm on PTO, so don't reach out to me. I Like, okay, I get that you're on PTO. I'm still going to reach out to you. If you're close to me, if you're reporting to me, I'm still reaching out to you. 
Now, that not, might not be the case for every team member inside our organization. And, you know, getting a little R&R might be an important priority for somebody at a time in their life. But in the aggregate, I'm looking for people that want to work and they want to do big things and they want to be great at the same rate that I want those things. I need more of those people. I want more of those people around me. I expect that of myself. I want other people to expect that of themselves because they really believe that they can make a difference in this world. This world's a real fucked up place. There's a lot of us that are required in order to make it a better place. And people who are just seeking comfort or vacations or time off, they probably don't have that same connectedness to the mission and to their responsibility to helping out. I don't really want to be around those people. Next question. Are they distracting you or supporting you? They want you to go to club. They want you to look at some hot chicks when you're married. Are they talking about all these cute boys on Instagram? Like what are they what are they trying to do to you? Are they trying to help you become better, fortify your marriage, be a better leader, give you constructive feedback? Or are they trying to get you distracted, get you off your game, spend less time focused on important things, spend more time focused on them and their agenda? Number four, are they promoting you or are they just promoting themselves? Who are they promoting? Are they promoting you or are they just promoting themselves? If they're not promoting you, why not? Why aren't people in your life promoting you? Are you not doing great things? Have you never asked? Why aren't they promoting you? Most people don't have enough people in their life who are promoting them. That is honestly because most people are not living their life in such a way that is worthy of promotion. So it first starts with you. But once you become that person, are the people that you're allowing in your life interested in promoting you? You know, we promote Grant and Elena constantly. We, we titled our business Cardone Ventures. It is not called Dawson Ventures. It's called Cardone Ventures. Why? Because we're promoting them. We believe in them. We want people to do that for us as well. And our team members who support us promote us because our success is tied to their success. And they're rooting for us because if we win, they win. That's the structure that should be inside your environment. Okay, lastly, are they bringing you good news or are they bringing you bad news? I'll never forget one of the first times I met Grant. We had just attended one of his events as attendees. We weren't business partners yet. And there was some like issue with checking in. And I thought as a business owner that if there was this issue taking place, the business owner would want to know. And so I told Grant, oh yeah, you know, the check-in process was a little clunky and blah, blah, blah. I didn't even think of it as bad news. I just thought of it as feedback. And he said to me, why are you telling me this? What can I do about this? At first I was like, oh, okay. I guess you don't want to know about your business. And then I realized if I was truly responsible, I would have in that moment been able to help or figure out who is the right person to talk to. Is the CEO of the business the person to tell about a registration issue? No, it's going to make them uncomfortable and uncertain and they're the wrong person. So I should have told somebody, I should have asked somebody 
in that moment, hey, who's the most senior person here? Who's responsible for registration? They'd get me that person and be like, hey, I just want to let you know, giving you this feedback. This is blah, 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 and you should have been done. Da, 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 da. Okay, you got that? Okay, great. This was my experience. I want to let you know that I am excited about being here, but you guys should know about things that aren't working well. And then it's that person's problem because they're the person responsible. Most people will just bring you bad news. They'll shit all over you. They'll tell you how terrible things are, and they take no responsibility in fixing it. Those aren't people you want around. You're not trying to find more people to tell you more bad things. You're trying to find more people to help you with the things that aren't working and take full accountability for those things. So that's my little checklist that I go through. And this checklist has served me very well. I have gotten better and better and sharpened my skills around this area of picking people in my life. And still today, I I view this as the single most important thing that helps us either grow or run into issues. Your people spotter has to be developed and it doesn't stop once you figured out how to hire a team member or you have some solid friends around you. It just compounds and compounds through partners that you choose and the additional extensions and tentacles that take place for your brand. You know, the vendors that you choose, anybody who represents you, they represent you. Just think about that. Anybody that you choose to do business with and communicate with, they represent you. So I highly recommend that you choose to look at those people with a magnifying glass to understand if they represent you the way that you think that they do and the way that you want them to. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Building Billions. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You are not going to want to miss our upcoming episodes and looking forward to talking to you then. Thank you.